So let's look ahead in a little more detail to the second leg of that Melbourne City versus Sydney FC tie. Finally poised, of course, at 1-1 after the first game in Sydney. And joining us now is Melbourne City defender Curtis. Good evening, Curtis. Great to have you on the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, Curtis, do you view that as a good result last week, given you probably weren't quite at your best on Friday night? Uh, yeah, I mean, to go away and get a point, um, well, not a point, but a draw, is um, you look at it as a positive. But in saying that, yeah, I felt like we went at our best. Um, but yeah, finals, it's all, it's, it's all about um, one-off games and that kind of thing. So to be fair, with the advantage now at the home leg, I'm pretty confident. Mate, looking at the game, I mean, Sydney started quite well, but you guys sort of rode that and um, ended up going up 1-0. And at 1-0, you hit the crossbar and, and almost made it 2-0. I mean, it is a game of fine margins. What was Rado's message, you know, looking back at the game? I mean, you both sort of mentioned there that you weren't at your best. What What was the message after that in terms of, um, you know, what you guys need to do better in that second game? Uh, it was mostly our intensity, really. I mean... We're known for our sort of work rate as well. We've got very talented players, but they're all all very hard workers. And um, we just felt like our intensity was off a little bit. And um, sort of defensively as well, we just uh, gave them a few sniffs at goal, especially early early in the game. And credit to Tommy Glover. I mean, he was fantastic mm. and sort of bailed us out mm. a couple of times. So little things we can work on, um, which, which is important as well for the second leg. Uh, Curtis, of course, you've won three consecutive premierships, but uh, so far just the one title. Uh, do you feel as though you need to win the championship this year to underline your, your dominance in this era? Of course, you lost against Western United last season. Um, it's, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, it's not so much a, uh, a need to. I mean, personally, for all us players and that, we just, we just want to. I mean, it's more of a want thing. It's been hard work from everyone this year. And... Um, to cap it off with a double would be fantastic and sort of the, the feeling going away last off-season um, wasn't great. It wasn't our best performance in the grand final last year and um, credit to Western United, they got the job done. So, yeah, it's it's, it's more of an internal want, I guess, from, from the playing group, just uh, for ourselves, I guess, for, for the hard work. Mate, looking at um, at Sydney and the form that they carry into these uh, this semi final, you know, in, in the last couple of weeks especially, they they've been playing extremely well. Uh, Lafondra's on fire as well. Uh, what are you expecting from them in this uh, in this game to to come out and attack you guys or to sit back? What what sort of game are you expecting from them? Um, probably something similar to the way they set up um, the first leg. To be honest, I mean, they have those that sort of talent where similar to Jay Mack and our team, like you switch off for a second and these players can punish you. Um, so uh, it's always hard to say, but I would assume they were set up similar. I would expect a similar type of game where sort of in the first leg, we uh, let ourselves down sort of defensively a couple of times. So that's going to be the issue for us in this next game. Um, if we can sort of, get on top of our dominance a bit more in terms of the front third and then sort of keep sort of them pinned in their half. That's sort of the game we want to play. Um, the more we can do that, the more sort of you can grind teams down. And as I said earlier, with these teams, you got like a lot of quality players that can hurt you very quickly. So it's about keeping one eye open on sort of their, their forward sort of talent and also working on going forward. 
You have been uh, so good at home this season. You're unbeaten in all your home matches at Amy Park. I think you're only the third uh, team in history to do that. Uh, for, for you personally, Curtis, I think you missed the 2021 Grand Final when you won because you were away on Socceroos duty, weren't you? So is that a bit of extra motivation for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that was a, that was one of the tougher moments in um, my career, I guess. Um, I, I'm sure J-Mac could tell you the same, sort of watching from a hotel room. Um, so, yeah, it's extra fire in the belly, personally, for, especially for us two. Um, yeah, so hopefully uh, hopefully get the job done this year. Um, just in terms of some of your teammates, of course, there's a, a lot of speculation linking Aidan O'Neill and Marco Tilio with overseas moves. Uh, today, Geordie Boss has been confirmed as going to Westerlo, the most expensive uh, player in Australian football history. Um, you've been there before. You've had that big move overseas a, a few years ago now when you went to Newcastle United. Um, how will Geordie go? And uh, have you been able to offer him any advice as, as to the pitfalls you might face? Uh, not yet. I mean, I think he'd be paying a big donation to the play kitty for that uh, record transfer fee. That was um, <laughs> quite uh, that was that, that was quite something. But um, yeah, to be fair, he's sort of that kid that can. I I personally wouldn't have any doubts with him going overseas and just just killing it over there because he's just the kid who puts his head down, does his work, is not phased by anything, and that's that's probably the biggest thing going overseas, especially when you're younger, like it's hard to get, or it's easy to get sort of blown away by it early on. Um, so he's, he's always been the kid that ever since he was training with us, just like straight in, get the job done, 50, 50, he's not pulling out sort of not, no fear type of player. So I, I honestly think he'll do fantastic. Mm. And mate, just looking back then, um, you know, Simon mentioned there about your move to Newcastle United. You, know, you were there for, for signing a, a very big deal. Do you look back on that sort of time and obviously injuries um, hurt you in that time and, and sort of think if you were able to stay fit, how, how different things could have been or it's just part of that football journey and, and, and it was what it was? Yeah, it's always hard. I mean, looking back on it now, like at the time, the experience was tough it was sort of the first two years was fantastic had some good loan moves and some success there and then sort of the back half of it was a bit of a nightmare to be honest so looking back on that now it's good for the experience I mean whenever I'm feeling down or whatever I just remind myself of that time and like give you perspective um lucky to be playing now playing in a good club with good players and good people so it's one of those things where it's a kind of a blessing in disguise, but yeah, this is the stuff um, young Australians deal with when they go overseas, like injuries, form, this kind of stuff. It's always going to be around there. So yeah, at the end of the day, it comes down to experience, and I'm thankful for it in the end. But yeah, I'm sure Jordy Jordy Boss will be. He's one of the fittest boys I know, to be fair, so I can't see him having any issues over there. <laughs> um, just, you said you're playing your regularly now uh, for Melbourne City, and of course you are. You have been for the last two or three seasons now. City have not just got you fit, but uh, managed to keep you fit as well. How have they managed to do that? Because obviously you had pretty serious injury problems. Is, is Are you on a different program to some of the other players, or are you managed a little bit differently? How have they managed to 
to get you fit and keep you playing uh, virtually every game every season? Um, yeah, that was um, sort of back when I first came back. They uh, sort of signed me um, on a year deal. And for the first six months, they said to me, just do whatever you have to to get your body right. And sort of credit to the, the staff there. They sort of like really, really sort of invested in me and get me fit and um, sort of just like strip back everything. And um, since then, it's been a thing where the yeah, air is rolling on game to game and it is a case of, at times, being managed. Um, sort of the injuries I have when I was younger, they'll sort of always be with me in a way. So it's one of those things where sort of the right club, the right fit, and then you can just play your craft. And to be fair, it's been um, it's been a good few years. So thank you to the club for the uh, opportunity and um, getting the fit. Yeah, and you were uh, you are the only player still involved from the old Melbourne Heart days. Um, I guess in terms of you know how the two uh, clubs operate between now and then. I mean, is it night and day between you know the City Group now compared to how things were run before? Uh, yeah, um, definitely. Um, that's yeah. I suppose it's a bit unfair though because when Melbourne Heart first started, like we were sort of in wheelie bins and um, sharing the the complexes with uh, the local cricket team and that. So, yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of people there from day one as well, which is which is good. And it all builds into the sort of success the club's had in the last few years, like keeping a lot of good people around. And um, the, the club's just about to finish their new training facility now. So it's come a long, long way. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's good to say. It's good, it's good for the game. Sure is. Um, if you do manage to get through Curtis, and I know footballers don't like to look ahead too far, but uh, have you got any preference as to who you might face in the grand final if you get there? Um, not in particular, no. I mean, they're in a way they're a bit similar. Sort of their, their attacking threats are very dangerous. Very uh, teams that can score a lot of goals, both um, Adelaide and Central Coast. So if we're if we're lucky enough to get through, it'll be uh, it'll be entertaining either way. I reckon. Yep, I think it sure will be. And I hope uh, Friday night will be as well. Curtis, uh, thanks for joining us on the Global Game tonight. Wish you all the very best against Sydney on Friday. And uh, if you make it in the grand final as well, thanks for talking to us. Thanks, Curtis. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. And a reminder, you'll be able to hear the uh, two semifinals this weekend across the SEN network. Melbourne City against Sydney FC on Friday night and then Central Coast Mariners versus Adelaide United on Saturday.